What's up, everybody? This is Joey C. with the Brutally Sober Podcast, off for the day. July 2nd, 2021. It's 6 o'clock in the evening. It's Friday. I'm in a store in short parking lot. It's 70 degrees out. Thank Jesus. It's nice and comfortable outside. I went to Storp and Shop yesterday after work. I already went home. Then I went back out again. Because I needed something important. And so I got a box of ice cream sandwiches. I ate them. I ate the whole box in the parking lot. I should have got my frozen pizza last night, but I didn't. Now I'm here again. It's Dope and Shop. I love Dope and Shop. You think I know some of these people's names that work here? I don't. I use the self-checkout. There's only two cashiers at a time. Everybody goes to self-checkout. I'd rather not. Because I don't want to push buttons. Not because there's germs on it. Because I don't feel like doing stuff myself. I want to put it on the damn fucking escalator. The, the moving belt. What is that thing called? I want to put my groceries on the fucking moving belt. Fucking little Bobby. Bring up my shit. I was behind a fucking car today. It was a minivan with Pennsylvania license plates. It had on the back of it a two man bicycle, a two seater. It was like a new one. Somebody owns this. I want to know who owns a two-seat bicycle. Yeah, it's fun. You're going to go to the beach. You can maybe go to a beach town or something and rent a bike. Oh, hey. I've always wanted to try one of these two-seat bicycles. I think it might be fun. And then they realize it's not fun because there's two people on one bike. It's not how God created bikes. God created bikes to have one person sitting on them. They got two people sitting on a bike. So if you want to do it when you go to a short town, I get it. You get the experience. You realize that it, I mean, I've never done it before, but it's got to be annoying as shit. You realize it's annoying as shit. You don't do it again. I mean, the guy in the front zigs. The guy in the back zags. You throw off your whole balance. I mean, how do you negotiate your whole fucking 
center of, of, of gravity when you're fucking making turns guy wants to go this way the person wants to go that way that way you're looking at your your partner's ass crack if you're sitting in the back seat one's pedaling too fast one's pedaling too slow one guy's doing all the work while the guy in the back is just making pretend he's pedaling and he's not doing anything I mean it's like being a Siamese twin I wouldn't, I wouldn't imagine it. it's exactly like that, but my point is, have you ever been on a two-man bike, and was it enjoyable? Because I can't imagine it being fucking enjoyable. Why be on a two-man bike when you can have your own bike? You can follow each other. This is my point. This is my point. This motherfucker... In his minivan from Pennsylvania. This wasn't a rental bike. This was a nice bicycle that he went out and bought. Do do do? Oh, what the fuck! I can't wrap my head around that. Why would you want to do that? Why would you want to ride a one bike with two people? I mean, this is like an adult, brand new bike. It probably costs like sixteen to twenty-one hunch. I get it if you're gonna do the experience and like at the beach or something, but you you bought a fucking two-seat bike. What the fuck, man? I just don't get it. Do you, do you think it's a married couple? And the wife convinced the, her husband to get it. And he just like fucking hates it. He's doing it to make her happy. Maybe the guy really wanted it. And the wife is like, oh, well, you know... He doesn't ask for much. He wants this two-seater. I guess I'll let him splurge. And now she's got a ride. Now she rides in the back. She never gets shotgun. So she's fucking just getting his fucking wind of his armpit stank and everything like that. And like I said, his ass crack. Now they're they're driving around in their minivan. One of them. You know one of them doesn't want to fucking... Doesn't like this new fucking hobby they... That the other one... Decided that they were going to fucking do. Because it's on the back of their fucking vehicle. Maybe I'll stop talking about this now. I just... I saw it. I couldn't wrap my head around it. I just thought, why the fuck would you want to do that? stop and shop and uh, I'm gonna get uh, 
vegan ice cream because it doesn't have dairy and then it doesn't it doesn't make my mouth like in the middle of the night like all nasty because I could eat a whole quart of like vegan ice cream and then at night I don't get that like nasty dairy mouth in the middle of the night you know what I mean How come when I'm in an AA meeting, I could see like an Entenmann's box that is the most disgusting shit ever that I would never buy or eat anywhere else, like cranberry nutmeg cornstarch uh, with blueberry frosting uh, strudel muffins that are expired like two weeks ago I would never have any desire to eat that but if I'm in an AA meeting in a church basement I'm eyeballing that the whole time. I want that. Why do I want disgusting desserts when I'm in an AA meeting? It's like the same reason I enjoy the shitty coffee. Is it because it's free? Is it because I feel like I'm on my, my I'm a little kid at my grandma's house or something? I was a little kid at my grandmom's house. She never had shitty expired intimates, alright? She had good shit. She had fucking crumb cake. And then she had other Danish type of shit with the frosting all over it. She didn't have this bullshit. Expired intimates crap that somebody decided to bring to an AA meeting. Because it's their commitment. Why, why would you get that? I'll tell you why he got it. Because it's cheap and he knows somebody's going to eat it. The second it enters the church basement, it, it, it becomes appealing. Why am I talking so fucking much about stupid shit? See what the little black book has to say. If you're still with me. July 2nd, AA thought for the day. In the association with members of the AA group to which we belong, we have the advantage of sincere friendship and understanding of the other members who, through social and personal contact, take us away from our old haunts and environments and help to remove in large measure the occasions of alcoholic suggestion. No idea what I just read. These sentences that was one that was one fucking sentence. It's like a paragraph. We find in this association a sympathy and a willingness on the part of most members 
to do everything in their power to help us. Do I appreciate the wonderful fellowship of AA? No, because I never fucking go anymore. Meditation for the day. I'm just going to skip over that because I have no fucking idea what that run-on sentence even said. Uh, Here we go with the old English Bible talk. Get ready. Except ye become as little children, ye cannot enter the kingdom of heaven. In this saying, it is urged that all who seek heaven on earth or in the hereafter should become like little children. In seeking things of the Spirit and in our faith, we should try to become childlike. Even as we grow older, the years of seeking can give us the attitude of the trusting child. Not only for its simple trust should we have the childlike spirit, but also for its joy in life, its ready laughter, its lack of criticism, and its desire to share. In Charles Dickens' story, A Christmas Carol, even old Scrooge changed when he got the child's spirit. Well, the one thing that makes me think of is before you get addicted to something, you don't know what what life is like after addiction. So you don't even you can see the world for what it is and appreciate it or not appreciate it. But then after get addicted to something you see the world for what it is and then you always think about how you could see the world if you were addicted to it whatever it is you're addicted to like I can perceive what I'm doing right now I can appreciate it but I also know how much nicer it would be if I had fucking alcohol in me. It would be that much better. It's like before I started drinking, I didn't know what I was missing. Now I know what I'm missing. And that's why I try and stay on top of my shit. Because I think I'm missing something good. But I'm not. I can't say the feelings that it made me feel weren't real. Because when it made me feel good, it made me feel good. But. Too many times. no longer worth it. It's a bullshit feeling of ecstasy. But most of the times you feel like shit anyway. It's only the 10% that we remember. That my friend Andy Scarantino said. If you haven't listened to her yet, 
listen to her. Some get the fuck off podcast. She said we will remember only 10% or something like that. I don't know what the fuck she said. It was something along these lines. We only remember the good shit. We remember the bad shit. See how I trailed off from this little black book? Because I don't know what the fuck it's talking about. So maybe just start talking about something else. If you're still listening to this shit, uh, I appreciate it. Because I wouldn't be listening to it. Prayer for the day. I pray that I may become like a child in faith and hope. I pray that I may, like a child, be friendly and trusting. Alright. Pray on that, you little bastard. This is Joey C. With the Brutally Sober Podcast. Going into Storping Shop. Hope you guys have a good weekend. Good 4th of July weekend. And if you feel like... If you get invited to some 4th of July parties you don't feel like fucking going to, don't fucking go. Oh, well, you know, I don't want to hurt these people's feelings, so maybe I'll just stop by. Guess what? Nobody gives a fuck. If you don't feel like going, don't fucking go, all right? I'll talk to you guys later.